Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pick and Roll for our Friday show here right on the board YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network. We go live every weekday mornings for shows like this, but Fridays can be a little bit special here as we get the sometimes the bonus big SGP for the channel if we can hit 50 plus likes. So 50 plus likes for a bonus big SGP. We have it at plus 300 odds right now. So show your support to the channel and the content by smashing that like button, driving us up in the YouTube algorithm at the end of the show. Hopefully we get to the milestone and we give out the big play. Hopefully to get some extra profit for Friday night here. All right. It's been a decent week so far. Yesterday was wherever technically where where the show bet it, it. It was a slight winning day, depending where you bet it. It was a voided play as LeBron James sat out for that one. Surprisingly, the Lakers still won. But we have three free picks today and potentially that bonus big SGP. So it could be four free picks given out today. That absolutely deserves a like and you get the bonus along with it. All right, let's do one last check on everything here to make sure we have all the odds necessary to make these plays. And we do. Let's get into the picks that we have for today. So we're going to start off with the Suns and the Hawks game. And we're going to go to DraftKings for this SGP. We're going to be taking Kevin Durant over 23 and a half points and Trey Young 20 plus points. So two overs on this side for the first of three plays that we're going to give out here. The second play is in the Heat and Wizards game. It is going to be just a player prop here for Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford, we're going to be taking him under 10 and a half points as the Wizards take on the Miami Heat. And for our third play, actually, uh, correction on this play here, uh, the, the odds at time of giving out are minus 102. So it's going to be minus 102 for this play, a little bit better. And we have slightly better for our third play here. Instead of minus 121, it's actually minus 120 right now. In the Kings and Pacers game, we're going to be taking Sabonis, 15 plus points, and 10 plus rebounds. And we're going to add a third leg for this one, Kellen Herter, 10 plus points. All right, bit of a mouthful. Going to add the scroller on the bottom to show all the picks here. But let's go to Pitts first of all for the first play that we have, which was the Kevin Durant and Trey Young over. Uh, yeah, so high pace game. KD took a step back in the last couple of games. He was double teamed. We saw the Hawks didn't double team uh, Luka Doncic. So I expect maybe the same coverage against KD. Uh, Hawks weak in defense is one of the worst in the league. Over the last 30 games, Hawks allowed the second most points in the league while playing at the high pace. Yeah, I just great, great, great matchup for for KD. And on the other side, Trey Young uh, just after being snapped for the All Star, and also great matchup for him. And they are giving out a lot of points to the uh, pull up shooters. They are also giving a lot, lot of points via pick and roll ball handler. So good, good matchup for for Trey Young in addition of uh, snubbing. For the all-star which is crazy stuff for me uh so yeah uh, i kind of like this too in a high-paced uh poor defense game so love, love this together so you're uh I you're feeling a little bit of a revenge game for trey young in this one kind of yeah i mean he i don't think he's huge i think he's actually huge on the revenge game uh, he always makes some crazy tweets after he's doubted and some stuff like that. So, yeah, I just think his 20 points should be allowed tonight. 
All right. So we have a little bit of a motivation factor associated with this play as well as we have Trey Young and Kevin Durant on the over. Uh, no revenge game for KD, but even without the motivation stuff, still Pips likes this play. Let's go to that second play here. Adjusted the graphic to showcase the minus 102 odds that we got for it. Daniel Gafford under 10 and a half points in the Heat Wizards game. Uh, what do you like about the Heat and their ability to stop Daniel Gafford? Or what about his usage today do you like? 85% of his points comes from the other rim. And uh, Miami allowed third least other rim, so there is that. Also, when he's playing uh, 24 to 32 minutes, which is expected for tonight, against teams that are not 10 worst teams in defending the, the rim, he is under in 10 out of the 16 game with 10 point average, going over against Pistons, uh, against Bucks, uh, against Denver, all known for poor pick and roll, uh, roll man defense. So that was a way better matchup than it's tonight against the Miami Heat. He did never had success against the against Bama De Bio. He Miami hit the least points to opposing centers allowed. I mean, I'll take probably double-digit points line uh, against Miami for any non-shooting big uh, for the rest of the season. So whenever I get the chance, I'll uh, I'll take this. Even if he makes like five dunks, he is still under this line. So I, I I like it here. Also, they could play some zone, and if they are playing zone with Bema the bio inside, there's no way he, he he can score there. So. Yeah, I just love it. And it'll also, a uh, blowout chance could also help. Foul trouble against guarding Bam, butter drives, hero. Yeah, I, I, I like this play for, for Gafford under. All right, so second play is the Gafford under. Let's move on to the third play that we have here. This is the minus 120 SGP in the Kings and Pacers game. Uh, added it to the bump scorer, my mistake earlier, but it's Sabonis, 15 plus points. 10-plus rebounds, and Herter, 10-plus points. Um, this one's at FanDuel. Pips, what do you like about Sabonis? Again, last time out, we had the under, and he hooked us. This time, we're going to the over for him, along with his teammate. Yeah, I would actually bet uh, over 19 and a half straight, but so, so much bad experience with Sabonis. I'm taking this line. Why I'm taking this line? But first off, uh, he had uh, double-digit uh, rebounds in 27 out of the 20, last 28 games. So crazy run for his double-doubles. He's machine, double-double machine. Last time he played uh, Pacers, it was a couple of days, like two, less than two weeks ago, he had 21 points in 11 rebounds in that game. And Kevin Huerter was the game-leading scorer with 31 points. Why is that? Uh, that's because uh, they are terrible at defending handoffs, and he was just spamming the handoff game with uh, with Sabonis, and he scored 31 points. Uh, they were terrible, like wide open, uh, out of uh, any pick and roll. And when they get up, he could have drive to the rim. That's just insane. And the last couple of games, he's playing starting and playing 30-plus minutes. They're going away from Monk. They are going heavily into Kevin Huerter. And when he's playing 28 or more minutes, he's covering this line in like 95% of the games. So this is well matched up to, to go together. We saw the Sabonis uh, stuff on, on, on the graphics that you, that you showed. 
Uh, so this is the month of Sabonis when he's playing below average defensive teams and teams that are not top five in defending the rim. He averaged 23.8 and over his regular line in 80% of the games. So yeah, I, I think this this should be. I, I I'm putting my money here on, on the Pacers starting to defend uh, both Quarter and, and Sabonis in their hand of the game, and I watched the entire game the last couple like 15 minutes before the show, and just no answer for for, for them on that one, and I'm betting on it again. So we have a very large Friday slate to work with. Three free picks, uh, as I said, on the way here. But if we can get to 50 likes on today's show, we're 16 away. If we can get to 50 likes, once again, we will be giving out the bonus big SGP as well on the show today. That Pips is cooked up for the Orlando Magic and Minnesota Timberwolves game. But uh, before we do that, we'll go to a recap of the play from yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about the All-Star voting because I'm sure Pips has some opinions on Trey Young not making the team there, and perhaps Alfred Shengun. But yesterday on the show, um, bit of a weird one. Uh, so we took this one at DraftKings for show tracking purposes. It was Porzingis 15 plus points. LeBron James, it was some sort of under for LeBron James. It was 26 and a half points. LeBron didn't play, so that part of the bet void. But on DraftKings, the play still grades even if one leg does not uh well, even though one leg voided. That would not be the case if you got an ESPN bet or if you got it on BetMGM. But for DraftKings, it's technically a marginal win. Um, if anybody did bet it on DraftKings and knows the exact price that it graded at, uh, please let me know so I can track it correctly for our bet stamp page because I'm was um, i unaware as to the exact number it graded at, but it was like probably going to be about point three units of profit. So better than a loss because it still could have been a loss. Um, I'm sure you still watch the game, Pips. Lakers, 14-point dogs. LeBron and AD did not play. And the Lakers beat the, the freaking Boston Celtics. Uh, what on earth happened in this game? And, I mean, Porzingis still covered, so was that part still as expected? It was a painful game to watch having Porzingis because Lakers had a huge lead the entire game and Porzingis had two points in the first half. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I would give a lot of credits to Lakers' disruptive defense. Jared Vanderbilt was everywhere. He was doing everything. Like, he played insane first. Before the injury, he was the main protagonist for, for their lead. He was grabbing offensive rebound and getting everywhere on defense. Uh, high turnover game for Boston Celtics because, as I said, the disruptive defense. They were just playing five guys that can move well, and they're double teaming Tatum, double teaming Jalen Brown, double teaming Porzingis, and just rotating behind. And they did it pretty, 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 pretty well in this game. And on the other side of the court, they couldn't miss from three-point line, and that's that's a recipe to 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 win the games. They shot 53% from the three-point line. Austin Hicks was seven out of the 10. Even Jared Vanderbilt was two from three from three-point line. Like they, they just couldn't miss from three. And the Celtics had their struggles. They couldn't make any threes. And they had 15 turnovers in that game. Um, so yeah, it was insane to watch this G-League team of Lakers. <laughs> 
cruising against the Boston Celtics. You, you know, there, there's just something about the NBA in the last, I'd say, year and a half now since the start of last season where, like, like if, if you were to, like, you'd get limited quickly, but if you were to steam chase every bit of injury news like this, you would be getting sensational close, sensational value on the bet. But over the course of the year and a half, it, it feels like you'd be pretty close to break even, maybe even slightly losing. Like, there's just something strange about the NBA when star players are out the the I don't know what it is just the the other the other cast involved there were other players in the court just seem to lift themselves up a bit more I don't know they try harder I don't know what it is like there this is a couple years ago now maybe this applies as well like John Morant missed like 20 games the Grizzlies and they want they went on some ridiculous run of wins without him playing I know but for other teams too this seems like a bit of a a theme I I don't know how like what do, you, what do you think it is that, that's causing this sort of thing? Uh, I honestly don't know. But uh, maybe we are overvaluing the best players. I think closing line value in those scenarios, maybe it's not even good enough. Because uh, I think people are overvaluing the best players. Like, right. like you, when you have like Jalen Brown out for, for, for the Boston Celtics. I don't think that's even a terrible thing for them. Like they still have like like his production is easily replaced, especially when you have Jason Tate and Derek White Porzingis on the team. And like like uh, um, interesting game was Thunder against the Pistons. That was one of the most insane games I've seen. Like Pistons were like 12 points dog, and then it blown out Thunders in, in that game without K. That was like a week ago. So crazy thing happens. Memphis winning by 10 against the Miami Heat. Like with everyone out. It's it's really insane. But as I said, we are maybe or maybe we market overvalues some 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 players. Perhaps I mean perhaps that is the case. Maybe it's a case of also undervaluing the replacements. Could also yeah. just be like just the amount of bets coming in. Right away on the injury news, it's over adjusted. I will say one one thing. Like I think uh, replacement players are undervalued, as you said, because NBA talent level is so high that yeah. you have players that usually don't have any responsibility. Of, 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 like for example, an offense that are capable of being a good player, but they are just in their role, so no one thinks they are capable of doing it. If 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 if, if, if I made any point of clear there. Uh, so I, I, I want to be clear here in saying uh, I'm not advocating that when the line steams the other way off injury, just bet bet the underdog like the Lakers here. Um, in general, grabbing sale lines is extremely profitable if you can do that and manage to keep your accounts open. Agreed there. It's just a weird phenomenon in the NBA. Uh, NBA Props 20 asked, how often has it happened? On a, on a Circles Off episode with Kirk Evans and Rob Pozzola, uh, also part of the hammer betting network they uh they went through uh, a little bit of it and i i think they i think the answer was like it, it it's around 50 50 which it absolutely should not be uh on like the original line uh considering the line moves so dramatically um probably not enough of a sample size to suggest this is a, a theme my sample size when i get on the stale line after surprising news came in coming out who is out is I'm very much in negative there. Like 
when I'm just, I remember, like, it's always like, you always remember the ones that lose. It's like selective memory. That's and true. That's like, yeah. You need to track data and look at data and then uh, come to conclusion. But my also recollection of the data, of the memory is they often, they lose more than not. Like, I remember one week, last season, I think last season, I I had uh, Miami hit. I think everyone was out in that game. I've got like minus five, minus five point five. It closed like minus fourteen and a half or thirteen and a half, and they lost. <laughs> and I had like three to four those uh, last season alone. So I think insane stuff like. Uh, yeah, another like another t- take here is that maybe the opposition plays down to a team. Um, I, I think you see this more often in football, but like when you game plan specifically for LeBron and AD, and then all of a sudden you have to switch up your game plan. It's like when a backup quarterback comes into a game, obviously the quarterback is worse, but if he comes in out of nowhere, then you're not planned to, 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 to go up against that player. So maybe that factors in. I, I guess there's a variety of different ways uh, also- it can go down. Also, if you are opposing player and you're coming to the game and you see LeBron is out and AD is out, you take it yeah, a, a little bit, bit easy. Like more relaxed and then you are down 15 points and then you try to climb while other team is already hot. That's what happened last night. Uh, Boston came into the game like we don't give a fuck about playing in this game. Lakers started making insane shots and when Boston actually tried to play hard, they just keep making terrible terrible difficult shots like uh, Lakers couldn't miss and you they couldn't do anything like they just they let them get hot and then it's too late to to, to start playing hard I, I find Boston can be a little bit like at their worst as well when they're chasing a game because they just start taking like the worst shots like it's just they always yeah. go back to the bad habits in the end I spoke so many times about this on, on the show but when you have it Tatum and Jalen Brown playing their stupid ass game, taking step back yeah. threes all the time. It's a disaster. And that's why like they they struggle to to to, to make it uh, in the late games. Like uh, in close games, two minutes left, Boston Celtics are terrible, running terrible offense. Or like every single game. All right. Well, uh let's switch here to we're we're uh, last week we're five likes away from fifty. Uh, so hit the like button for the bonus big SP. We're very close, guys. Uh, I want to quick, quickly also talk about the all-star uh, reserves that came out. Uh, one comment in particular from Badger Boy early on requested that we discuss our guys here. Uh, for you, Alfred Shengun, for me, Scotty Barnes. But I, I also added in, uh, you're going to be more heated about the Trey Young snub. Um, do you feel as though there were any big snubs overall? And uh, obviously, you feel Trey Young was slighted a little bit. Do you think Shen Goon involved as well? What do you think overall of these All Star reserves? Both. Both. Trey Young is insane. <laughs> Trey Young one makes absolutely no sense at all. Like he's better player than uh, like Jalen Brown. That's out of question. Better player than Tyrese Maxey and better player than Paolo Banquero. Like that's without any question. It's not. It's not even close. Like. That's zero like argument like for any over over Trey Young. That's actually absurd. And Jalen Brunson, I think he's better than Jalen Brunson, but I, I get it. Like I get it. He's leading this New York team to the to the heights. 
So I get it. Like I'm, I'm okay with arguments for Jalen Brunson over Trey Young, but Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, like he's not half the player Trey Young is. Like Tyrese Maxi, I love Tyrese Maxi, but Trey Young is better. And Paolo Banquero. But be serious, like Trey Young, like yeah, I um. I kind of agree with with Sean Glenn here. He says that uh, Gobert probably should have been over Cat. I kind of agree with that uh, as well. So for my point for for Sabon, uh, my point for Shangun is over Carleton Towns. Like he's also no brainer. Like I would have gone. For, that would have been my pick as well. I think Gobert yeah, and Sabonis over over Towns makes sense more than 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 for Cat being there. Yeah. The 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 biggest thing. People were bringing it up online with it. Sabonis and Fox both didn't make it. I kind of find it hard to piece them in here. Um, the thing about every time people want to bring up why guys shouldn't get into an all-star game, they go record because the, the team's record. And then there are so many examples of that not mattering in the all-star team. So it's very selective. Oh, that's not That can't be an argument when like Steph Curry's in there. The Warriors are 20 and 24, I think, or, or something like that. The, the Lakers are going nowhere near expectations for this season, and they have two all-stars. It's, it's, just, it's just way too selective when you want that argument to be, to be relevant. For me, um, I wanted uh, for Scotty Barnes, I actually went into the, the, to the reveal thinking that he wasn't going to get in. Uh, like the Raptors, I mean, the Raptors are like, I think they're 17 and 30. This not a good record. But then I saw... Paolo Bencaro made it. And I was like, okay, now I'm upset because I would have been okay if, you know, I respect, I, like, obviously Paolo Bencaro is a great player, but Scotty Barnes has been superior to ba- to uh, Bencaro this season. So then I was like, okay, I didn't think he would make it, but now that I see who made it ahead of him and I feel like, like Scotty Barnes, I think the, the only stat that Scotty Barnes is not superior than Bencaro is, is points per game. But Barnes is still above 20. Ben Carroll's like 23. I think every other major statistic, two-point percentage, three-point percentage, rebounds, assists, um, effective field goal percentage. I think even free throws in every single other statistic, Scotty Barnes is better than Ben Carroll. But record also matters. Also way better on defense. Also way, way better, better on defense. defense. Um, yeah. Way more impactful overall, I think, to his team. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about that. Uh, there will be uh, some reserves. Uh, sorry, some injury reserves that come in because of the injuries to uh, Julius Randle be out. I'm, it, it is complete. The thing about that is it's completely up to Adam Silver. There's no shot. Uh, I, I hope this is the case, Alan, that Scotty takes um, Julius' spot. I hope so, but Adam Silver's not picking a, a, a person on a, on, a, on a team like that, um, on a team with a record like that. I, I don't know if you think, I don't think he's going Trey Young either in that case. Um, yeah, top of my head, I'm not sure who he just slots in to the East All-Star Injury Reserve. I just want to say that I completely understand why Fox didn't make it because in January, he was terrible. Like, terrible month. Like, he had insane start to a season. He averaged 30 points a game from, like, in the first three months. And then in January, he fell flat on the 22 points a game with terrible efficiency. Like 15 games spam with terrible being terrible. So I kind of get it for Fox. Sabonis was insane in January. And uh, but Alpen Shangun is better than both. Then you consider like okay, team record makes sense, but 
look at the team. Sabo, uh, Alperen Sengun is playing with like Jalen Green being terrible. Yeah. Stefan Fleet being okay so far this season. It's Dylan Brooks. It's Tarison, Jason Sean Tate, like Aaron Hall, like yeah. He's 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 having more impactful game. Like if you remove Alper and Shingun from the Rockets, they are probably like the last winning 15 less games. If you remove Towns from Wolves, they maybe have been like five less games. Like it's not even I don't, comparable. Julius Randall. Like, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I would say Towns is not even like second best player on the team. He's probably third best player on the team. So third best player on the team is making all star game. Like yeah, my I I if I was changing the the West, I would put Shengun or Sabonis above Towns. I'd actually even consider putting Gobert above Towns as well. As you said, he's probably the second yeah. best player. Uh, in the East, Randall also falls into the category of like Randall's injured right now. I don't think the Knicks will drop off that much with his injury. I feel like Bancaro and Randall could have been replaced by Trey Young. Scotty Barnes, but uh, yeah, not uh, not Jalen Brown. What? Jalen like, Brown as well. Jalen like, Brown tricks y'all, man. Well, I don't know how he fools you guys player, every <laughs> fools everybody every season. Out of any player on this list, you just showed on the screen, Jalen Brown is by far the worst player. Like it's not even close. Like I don't think it's like tell me one player you think it's close to being uh, on the same level as Jalen Brown. So uh, a comparison of a player who's as good as Jalen Brown? On this all-star list, like, oh, Jalen Brown is dead last. I'd rather have, I think I'd rather have everybody else on the roster. Yeah, than, like, than him. and even if you take a look at his numbers, he's not 22 points a game, five rebounds, three assists. Like, that's like nine, like 50 players in the league. It's and, just the, the way of, the way of thinking for the coaches who pick this is, Oh, they're in first. They they should have two all stars. That's that's Porzingis it. Porzingis or Brown makes sense. Like total think, sense. Like Porzingis is a very better player. Derek, you could actually argue Derek. Derek White, White for sure. Like <laughs> I I don't get it with Jalen Brown. He's not a great player. He's like Jalen Brown's he, true self will reveal. Jalen Brown's true self will be revealed in the playoffs once again. I I I that is my prediction. Certainly. I just. I just, I think at this point, everyone knows on the show that I hate, that don't like Jalen Brown, but I just don't see it. Like, average efficiency scorer that doesn't do anything else. Like, not great in defense, bad, not bad great playmaker, not like you can replace him with like 50 players in the league and you will get exactly the same. Maybe some players even be better at this uh, Boston Celtics team with. Porzingis and Tatum getting all the tension, and then you have like insane, insane stuff. Like, yeah. Well, that is those are the All Star teams. Sorry for making this so long. I just want all to right. Get it out. I feel, like, I feel the fury. Uh, like, like before the season, someone said Lorenz the best uh, Boston Celtics players, and I put uh, Tatum, Porzingis, White. And I think I don't know at that point is was Brown. I think I made four plays like split between Drew Holiday and Jalen Brown. Man, did I get some like terrible hateful comments <laughs> on that post? And I think if I made it now, I think people, everyone would agree. Like after Derek White has having such a great season, like 
it just the usage people don't understand that some players get just the usage and scoring and if you give it the same usage to other guy they will maybe even be better and yeah I, I just don't get it it's, it's also like the the space you have in boston that like there's so many guys to worry about too in boston so he's inside scorer and he has the best spacing out of any team in the league with porzingis now there like insane like imagine like I, I, I you can throw any player there like and he'll try like any top 50 player there and he'll try yeah i uh i agree i agree all right. Well, Edwards, okay. sorry, Edwards didn't make the All Star. He right? did. He did. He did. Okay. So sorry, I missed that. Anthony, yeah, Anthony Edwards made it. Two. Uh, like, two he's like players. three times the player Jalen Brown. Yeah. All right. We've been uh, keeping the viewers waiting long enough. We have gotten to our number here for the big SGP. Thank you, everybody, for the support today. Featuring in today's big SGP for Friday, we have two All-Stars and one non-All-Star, all with the Minnesota Timberwolves. We got plus 300 odds here at DraftKings to take this big SGP at, for the Magic and Wolves game. It is going to be Anthony Edwards under 28.5 points, Carl Anthony Towns under 25.5 points, and we're getting correlation on the other side. We're going to take Rudy Gobert, 12 plus points, and 10 plus rebounds. All right, four legs, two unders, the two all-stars, we have their unders. The non-all-star, we have two overs here. Uh, definitely some correlation here, but Piz, why don't you take us through the handicap behind this one? So I was confused when I saw last game between Orlando Magic and Wolves and Edwards with six points in that game. So I went back and rewatched the game and they were blitzing, shopping, uh, hedging every screen from from Anthony Edwards, and he ended up with six points in that game. They just completely took out him of the game. Same thing when we had Trey Young over points, uh, uh, he was also taken like this. So it seems like that's the strategy for 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 Orlando Magic to do in that game. So yeah, and out of it, who profited? Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert had 21 points and 12 rebounds in that game, mostly because after some blitzes, he was getting wide open dunks. Same thing like Capella did and like uh, Akongu did, did when they double team Trey Young. But also, they did help a lot on drives from Towns. Towns ended up with 28 points in that game while shooting 5 from 5 from 3. He is not repeating 5 from 5 from 3. And also, one of the magic is great put up defense so i'm taking both of these high numbers unders for edwards and towns and both of these are very well correlated with gobert getting easy looks after the help on their drives so yeah i think the price on this is they decide to play the same strategy stressed same defensive schemes this have like 50 to 40 to 50 percent chance of keeping in that case and getting plus 300 is Crazy here. All right, so there we have it. Plus 300 on that big SGP makes it four free picks for today. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Reminder, uh, up pinned in the chat there is the link to our drop station server. Join our drop station server. We have some additional content from the hammer coming your way. And as a little bit of a bonus for joining the drop station server, if you click the link that's pinned in chat, the hammer.bet slash the nails. Super easy to join. You can view the past by going to the link. 
And there are two free giveaways for you to enter. One of them is a bet stamp swag bag. One of them is a pinnacle swag bag. Super easy to enter. Just go to the drop station server. And also while you're there, you can make an account and check out and get yourself ready for the additional content on the way there. Part of the Hammer Betting Network, as I mentioned. All right, we've been going long enough today. Let's get to the recap of today's picks. As I said, four of them on the way. So first of all, in the Suns and Hawks game, we're taking Kevin Durant over 23 and a half points and Trey Young 20 plus points. Minus 115 at DraftKings. Hopefully Trey Young, a bit of a revenge game after not making the all-star team. In the second play here, the Heat and Wizards involved. We have Daniel Gafford under 10 and a half points. Minus 102 at FanDuel. In the third play, we have the Kings and Pacers game where we're taking another maybe all-star snub here. DeMontis Sabonis, 15-plus points and 10-plus rebounds, as well as Kevin Herter, 10-plus points. It's actually minus 120 at FanDuel when we gave it out. The final play is that big SGP, the Orlando Magic at the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going Anthony Edwards, under 28.5 points. Rudy Gobert, 12-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. And Carl Anthony Towns, under 25.5 points. All right, loaded Friday. We big, hopefully, night ahead. Let's hopefully get into the weekend with a little bit of profit here. Hopefully, Pips' hand starts to feel a little bit better as well as we get through the weekend here, grinding through with the broken uh, broken knuckles. That deserves some support. He's still putting in the work for the show here. Make sure you guys, yeah, look at that. Make sure you guys have hit the like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel and tune in on Monday when we're back for pick and roll, hopefully recapping a winning Friday. Thanks again, everybody. 